Hey everybody, hope you're doing good. Um, obviously we've tapped into uh, mental health a few times now. Um, I, I thought of something today actually, and I think it's really important, and it's something I've um, reiterated a few times. Um, oh, bus is going. Yeah. Oh, bus is going. Let me go. Class. Um, you know, I've I've said this a few times, but one of the reasons. I quit running. Um, I I quit running a few times. Um, the main the main times that I quit was 2014 for about 18 months. I want to say from about February 2018 um, right through until probably April May of 2015. And um, so it was nearly 18 months. I want to say or, or or 15 or 16 something around that. Um, and then obviously again, I quit after London 2016, right through until January of 2017. Um, and I had, I had ideas of what running was supposed to be doing for me. Um, and, and, you know, I was, I was far too concerned with um, sponsorship. And, you know, I was dying to have an equipment sponsorship from like, you know, Nike or Adidas or, or um you know, I, I had had kit support a long time ago in 2013, kind of with Under Armour, but it, it wasn't anything official. It was just a, a local rep in Belfast kind of helping me out. Um, and it wasn't through the brand. It wasn't, um, you know, as I say, it wasn't like an official contract or, or sponsorship. And so I had these ideas of what I wanted from running. Um, you know, it to help me with my income. I wanted this brand sponsorship. Um, I, I wanted to like, you know, win races and, and things like this. I was I was thinking about all the, I don't know, are we going to call them materialistic um, benefits of running and benefits of athletics when you're at the, you know, professional stroke, semi-professional stage. Um, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with wanting that. Um, there's, there's a, you know, it's not a bad thing to be motivated by because, the the harder you're willing to work, the more likely that some of those some of those things that appeal to you are going to become um, a reality at the end of the day. Um, but but it it takes a very long time for things like that to happen or come, if ever if they ever happen or come. Um, and so I I would just constantly get frustrated because I needed the next race to be a big breakthrough. Um, I needed the training to be going faster. Um, I needed race results to be better, etc., etc. Um, and I remember how frustrating that used to be. I used to always judge myself. You know, I'd be, I'd be sitting in an attic room in Twickenham. You know, I, I used to rent off a lady there in Twickenham, um, and I'd probably pay like four hundred, four fifty a month when I could bloody afford it. I was always skint. Um, and I used to judge myself quite heavily, you know, I'd be like, you know, you're a, a 24, 25 year old man, like, what the F are you doing still living in a in an attic room in um, Twickenham and, and you're doing this all to pursue this stupid running and, and, you know, basically your shit anyway is what I used to sort of internally tell myself. Um, and not shit, I knew I wasn't shit, but I knew I was nowhere near the point of like making money in the sport and, and things like that and and so, you know, I, I quit both these times because I decided it wasn't worth it. I decided that 
And at the time, bear in mind at the time, I, if I could look back now, I would tell you that back then I wasn't really trying hard enough. Um, and, and, but at the time, it felt like I was doing everything I possibly could um, with what I had to offer. Um, the, the better you get at anything, it becomes far easier to really commit yourself. You know, if I were to say to someone um, in Northern Ireland right now, if you, if you take away, you know, the top guys that everybody knows, the guys that are out there making the teams, you know, the guys that have been to the Olympics before, um, if you take those guys out of the equation and you were to take, um, you know, a 31.30 to 32-minute 10K runner, for example, right? And I'm not... I'm not saying there's anything wrong with 3130 to 32 minutes. Don't don't get that. Don't get any ideas here. But if you were to take that kind of quality an athlete and you were to say to him, give up your job, fly the altitude for the next three years, and in three years' time, this may or may not work out. You might get better. You might actually get worse. Who knows? You might get injuries. You know, you might get bankrupt because you've quit your job. Your job might not be there for you when you get back. Um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it's, a, <laughs> it's a big commitment. So what tends to happen in the running community and the running world is as results tend to progress and as results tend to get a little bit better, we gradually commit ourselves a little bit more. So back then in, in 2012, 2013, I used to think I was heavily committed but nothing compared to how committed I am now. You know, I still would have partied once every every sort of weekend. Um, maybe with two weekends to go before a big race, I wouldn't have partied. I probably ran 70 to 80 mile a week. I probably had physio once every two weeks. Um, my level of commitment was just, it was, it was as good as it could be at the time. Because before you judge yourself on your level of commitment, in order to have a healthy balance in life and in order to have a healthy relationship with your own mind you cannot overcommit yourself to anything and and where i want to go with that is i remember starting to work in a in a running store um and for two weeks i you know top sales all stuff like this two weeks later i, I quit the job because it was just too much um i had i had over exceeded myself in the first sort of month that I just couldn't keep up the pace that I had set, and so I just quit. Um, and so with life, you're always trying to balance what what you're given to something and what it's given you back. You know, if that job was paying me a lot more money at the time, well, then I probably could have kept the pace going that I was committing. But basically, the input has to be worth the output. And so as you get as you get better at running it becomes a lot easier to dedicate yourself more. You know, maybe you get a PB and then because you ran a shiny new PB, you're, you're just willing to cook the better foods. You're willing to eat a few pieces of fruit. You're willing to do a little bit of core. And then your next result ends up a little bit better. And you say to yourself, I might actually go to a yoga class next week. And all of a sudden, your general week has just become stronger and better. It would be amazing if everybody could naturally just do the week of a professional athlete and A, stay healthy and B, not burn out mentally, no matter what results come. Could you imagine running a um, hundred mile a week, going to the gym, doing, doing everything, you know, going to yoga, paying for three to four physio sessions a week, giving up your job, going to the altitude, um, paying massive big entry fees, hotel bills to go to these fancy races and 
you know, and then not getting better for like two to three years, you know, that would be, it would be heartbreaking. It would be like disgusting for the athlete. Um, and so I think naturally we protect ourselves. Um, but anyway, going back, 2012, 2013, my commitment, although I would judge it now and say it wasn't amazing, I, I used to think it was as good as it could possibly be. And, and it probably was, right? We're always critical of ourselves. It was probably exactly the right effort I was willing at the time to put in. And that just is what it is. Um, but what I, what I didn't realize, and, and I, I love that I can bring this back to mental health. When I, when I quit and I did all the wee things that um, I always thought I was missing out on, you know, I partied, I drank way too much. I used to just Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, just have four or five cider because I could um, you know, there was no training the next day. It didn't matter. I went to the gym. I gained weight. I gained muscle. I thought my biceps looked fantastic. I did all the things that I thought running stopped me doing. And let's be honest, running did stop me doing a lot of things. Um, but here's where I'm going to go with this. I have never felt so, dare I say, miserable during that period. Um, you know, like, I'm not one to throw around words like depressed and depression and, and things like this, because I, I like to be very careful with words like that, because I know that everything's relative and, and there's people that will go through serious, serious things in life that can lead to, you know, maybe depressions and things like this. And so it's not it's not the kind of thing that I would talk lightly about. But I can tell you that my confidence suffered massively. Um, my mental well-being suffered massively. I, I wasn't happy with the direction that my life was going in. I wasn't happy that my life in general lacked focus, lacked, lacked direction. You know, I would guarantee you there's runners out there who work in top, top jobs, whether it's lawyers, whether it's brain surgeons, whether it's um, accountants, whether it's brokers. Um, and I guarantee you, if you were to ask them what's the next goal in their life, they'll tell you about a 10K race and not something linked to their job, which is crazy, absolutely crazy. But that's the impact that running has. You know, running, running gives you these goals. Running gives you these uh, things to focus on, things to improve yourself, things to work towards, reasons to get out of bed. Um, and so when I decided to, you know, make a comeback, and I sort of thought, you know what, I'm tired of this. Like, I'm tired of not being confident in my body. I'm tired of not being confident in myself. You know, I started sitting around the house with a shirt on. I never wear a t-shirt in the house because I love my body. But all of a sudden, when I wasn't running, oh, oh, I was sitting around with no shirt on thinking, all right, fat boy, go get a, go get a t-shirt there. Um, and, and that was, you know, heartbreaking for me. Um, and, and so this is, this is what's really interesting. Um, when I when I first decided to make that sort of step, and I and I first decided to you know jump back into athletics and jump back into running, it was for all the right reasons. It was for confidence. It was for health. It was for my own mental well being. It was so that I could wake up anywhere in the world. Wouldn't matter anywhere in the world, and as long as I could do a run that day. I'd be happy. I'd feel fulfilled. I'd feel, I'd feel like my life had some type of purpose, some type of goal, et cetera, et cetera. I'd have a reason to eat healthy. I'd have a reason to go to the gym. I'd have a reason to look after my body. When you take running out of the equation, it's very tough to find purpose to eat healthy. What the fuck does it matter if you're two pounds 
or or two kilograms slightly heavier than what you were a month ago. You know, you you just don't have the same reason to keep your body. Like, see, when we talk about race weight and it's four pounds lighter than we currently are, we are fucking nuts. Four pounds, you know, four pounds is nothing. But yet, but yet the us, it's the difference between being confident on race day and not being confident on race day. But at least it gives us direction. At least it gives us a reason to, you know, oh, I'm going to eat really healthy for the next four weeks because I have this goal coming up. Um, and that's why running so kind of like useful, so smart almost, so pure. Um, it, it just gives you all these things. You know, it gives you confidence. It makes you feel good about yourself. It means you can eat more. It makes you feel better about your life in general. It gives you goals to focus on. There is... So many amazing things that running gives you that people don't even give it credit for. They don't even realize that it's given them it until you stop. And I've stopped, like I said, a few times. And I've I've just noticed, like, when I very first started back running, um, and I went through these little episodes of, like, mental, not necessarily breakdowns, but I wasn't happy with how it was going. I wasn't happy with how fast I was running in the park, etc., etc., and and one of the one of the most amazing things is when it wasn't going the way I wanted it to go or I didn't think I could finish the session and then I finished it. And then this little thing happened internally where I realized that I overcame something. You know, I went through the motions. I, I went through the, the decision of do I quit? Do I not? Then I decided not to quit. And then what came out the other side? A more confident Stephen Scullion. Um and I don't like, I don't like wake up in the morning and I do now, don't get me wrong, but before I sort of made the comeback to running, I didn't wake up in the morning and just like, what what would the phrase be, you know, fucking shit confidence or like, I don't know what the hell the phrase would be, but basically it's not natural for me. I don't just wake up and I'm not just this like super confident person and, and, and you know, think I'm God's gift, but sport and through sport I feel very powerful, you know, the amount of things I've overcame and they're silly things, you know, oh, I don't know if I can do six reps today. Oh, that that wind's really bothering me today. Like, I just don't know. And then you overcome it and then you do it anyway. And then you push hard and hit the times that you were supposed to hit anyway. And I swear to God, a wee part of your brain just goes, well, fuck, I must be tough enough if that's what I can do. You know what I mean? It's just something just clicks inside And you get home and you just feel good about yourself. And I had no idea, I promise you, when I quit, I had no idea that I had lost that almost on a daily basis. If you're running pretty much every day or you're doing some form of exercise, you're making some form of decision toward being better, towards your next race being better, you're overcoming things every day. Maybe Maybe every hour of every day you're making little split decisions that could affect your next big race, or at least you think it could affect your next big race. So it feeds your confidence. It feeds your self-discipline, etc., etc. When I stopped, I didn't even know that I'd lost that. And it was probably two, three months down the line when I just noticed maybe not finding myself as attractive. My body image wasn't as, as good. You know, my, my general, just how I carried myself just wasn't at the same level that it used to be when I literally used to walk around thinking, you know, I was, I was kingpin. Um, and, and I'm not, you know, I, I literally am just 
another human being. I, I am just another man, you know, like like we all are. Um, but there's something about running that just makes you feel a little bit special. And when when you are running and you are overcoming doubt and you are doing things that you didn't really imagine that you'd be possible or you didn't think were maybe possible for you, there's a really fun um feeling to being able to do stuff like that. Um, but look, that was just something that I wanted to sort of touch on today. I didn't think I had sort of um, said too much about my comebacks and, and, you know, maybe why they started and, and that I that I started realizing that losing running wasn't just about, oh, my goodness, I'm, I'm never going to run for Ireland again. Actually, some of the things I missed most was the mental health side of it, the confidence, the discipline um the body image thing the the less insecure side of things it was fucking fascinating how much of that i lost just by giving up on myself and giving up on running when i first made the comeback it wasn't about the olympics the second time it wasn't about the olympics it wasn't about under armor it wasn't about being sponsored it wasn't about running these fantastic races and it still isn't i promise you it's still not it's, it's amazing that i get all those things but when i'm out there in the park this morning and it's blowing a gale and I'm trying to keep my heart rate under control. I'm trying to keep the pace at a at a at a certain pace. It's just me. I, I swear to God, it's almost like meditating. And and you know the wind hits you, and I just go, hey, that's grand. Don't just calm. Just don't let it bother you. You know. And and then maybe it does bother me. And then I go, I laugh about it. You know, I don't get worked up. I just go, yep, it is fucking annoying, but that's grand. And I and I off I go. I keep going. I keep going. And. You know, I'm not thinking about Tokyo this morning. I'm just thinking about getting through that day. I'm just thinking about, okay, let's get through the next, like, whatever, the next hour of my life um, and, and not be stressed and not let things bother me. And, and then it's amazing how much that impacts the rest of my day that I just feel content. I literally book travel around being able to do a run that morning because it's amazing how uplifting to my day and how just relaxed I feel after I've got it done. Um, so start to notice things like that. Start to pay more attention um, when you are training to what what is this doing for me outside of making me maybe slightly fitter or slightly better prepared. Start armoring your brain too. Um, you know, if you're four weeks away from a race or five or six or two, start focusing on where's my brain at? Where's my confidence at? How could I help it? What little things could I do to get myself more not just fitter for this next race, but better prepared mentally for this this next race, um, and then see what sort of impact that's going to have, and um, start to figure out the little weaknesses that you face on race day. <clears throat> what are those little doubts that creep into your head? What sort of things are you talking to yourself about? And see if you're also doing that in training. And then if you're able to overcome it in training, maybe that's going to help you on race day. Maybe it won't happen as much on race day. Don't expect it not to happen. Um, you know, every race that I run in, I expect there to be some form of mental negativity, mental doubt, maybe some form of little breakdown type issue. Um, some days it's not as strong as others. Some days it's more strong than others, etc., etc. But I definitely expect that it happens. Um, and so start thinking about those sort of things yourself. When does it happen? Why does it happen? What is actually happening? What is my brain saying to me? And then is there ways that you can, you know, overcome that? Something that I said uh, on you on the run on Sunday there was Olive Lochnan, who is a world medalist for Ireland in the race walking. 
Um, one of the things she said to us just before a European cross country was think of your psychology um, just like a radio. And if a song comes on the radio that you don't want to listen to, what do you do? You turn it over. So it's the exact same with your psychology. Um, if you start getting shitty thoughts and you start getting um, little little sort of images or thoughts or, or mental notes that aren't helping you on race day, you need to figure out how to switch the channel. Now, it's not as easy as just switching the radio channel, but it doesn't mean that you can't have, um, you know, David Goggins, who I'll talk about. He has this thing called the cookie jar. And the cookie jar is um, every time you overcome something in life, and it can be anything, you know, it can be sport related, i.e. it was raining today, it was windy, but I still got out and got my hills done. I really didn't want to, but I did it anyway because I'm a fucking beast. Um, that would go in your cookie jar. And then the next time that you're out racing and you you have some mental doubts or, or things are creeping in, you, you go to your cookie jar and you say, yes, this is a really shitty period. Yes, I am struggling. But what makes me believe that I can get through this? And, and you go to your wee cookie jar and you remember, you say to yourself, oh, yeah, I remember when it was windy and raining and, and other people might have just rested. And I just fucking did it anyway. And then you pull on that, you use that positive, that positive memory and that positive experience to realize I'm a lot tougher than I'm giving myself credit for at the moment. And yes, I'm starting to doubt myself. And yes, I'm starting to get a bit negative. But I remember all those times where I was over, able to overcome things. And it doesn't have to be just sport. It can be life. You know, it can be helping people. It can be doing things for others when maybe you didn't expect yourself to. There's a load of things can go into your cookie jar. And then you go, I'm a badass motherfucker. And you just keep going. You know, you don't let your negative, your negative thoughts basically affect your race performance and so to speak you change that channel you move the radio station from negative frequency to positive if that doesn't work the next tip that i've always been given is give yourself a goal and say to yourself okay this is really tough and i am really struggling but i'll make a deal with myself if i can catch five more people in the next lap and I still want to give up, and I still want to drop out, okay, let's do that. And usually what happens there is when you change the channel, This is you're still changing the channel because you're giving yourself something else to focus on. Your focus is now passing five people, and you turn what might have been a really negative period of the race into all of a sudden you overtake someone, and as you glance across, you think, God, I think he's more tired than I am. And then you move on to the next person and you go again and you pass someone else. And then all of a sudden, without even realizing it, you've just turned to positivity. And I can tell you, if you pass five people, you will not even dream of dropping out. You'll probably go and pass another five. And then the next thing you know, it, you'll be even closer to the finish line. And you'll probably just think we can finish this off and we can finish this off really well. So hope you found some use in that and um, start paying more attention to your brain, what it needs, what you're giving it. Um, and I honestly think a lot of people could be much, much faster and much, much better athletes if they started focusing on improving the strength of their brain and not just, you know, strength, health, fitness and how many miles they run a week.